Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 8 is entitled, The Most Dangerous Game. If you want to destroy our democratic republic, what is the best approach? We have survived the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and two world wars. War strengthens a nation's resolve and creates patriots. You cannot destroy America by a direct attack. You can destroy America only by transforming it from within. The transforming of America began with the election of Barack Obama in 2008, not because he was the first black man to be elected president, but because he was the most liberal president America has ever had. Speaking at a rally in Columbia, Missouri, Mr. Obama said, Now, Mizzou, I just have two words for you tonight. Five days, five days after decades of broken politics in Washington and eight years of failed policies from George W. Bush and 21 months of a campaign that's taken us from the rocky coast of Maine to the sunshine of California, we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. To show how serious President Obama was, in his first inaugural address, he said, But our time of standing pat, of protecting narrow interests, of putting off unpleasant decisions, that time has surely passed. Starting today, we must pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, and begin again the work of remaking America. Remaking America and transforming America are two sides of the same coin. Let's go to my favorite synonym book, J.R. Rodell's The Synonym Finder. The following are synonyms for transform or transformation. Change the form of, transfigure, metamorphose, transmute, convert, revolutionize, alter, transubstantiate, remold, recast, remodel, reconstruct, reform. Do you get the picture? Let's continue. Transfigure, transmorphism, conversion, regeneration, alteration, permutation, modification. We quickly discovered that President Obama meant to transform our democratic republic to a socialist state, as proven by Obamacare, the biggest socialized medicine program America has ever seen. By bypassing Congress with executive order, by ignoring the Constitution, and by making the Justice Department and the FBI an extension of the left to spy on Americans, influencing the outcome of elections, and censoring social media. President Biden continues the transformation by opening our borders to millions of illegal immigrants, providing them with extensive government handouts, cutting off our energy supply, and making us dependent upon foreign oil, and burdening us with a $30 trillion debt with the help of former presidents. You change America from within. And how do you do that? Orwell taught us in 1984. You begin with language. Oceania had newspeak. The left has political correctness. 
Let's take three principal laws that must be destroyed before the left can complete its transformation. You'll recognize them, for they are taken from the Bill of Rights. Americans quickly get up in arms when you challenge the First, Second, and Tenth Amendments, but they have no problem with the left simply defining them out of existence. Let's take Amendment 1. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for redress of grievances. That is straightforward enough. It's only 45 words long. It is unambiguous and uncluttered. But notice how subtle the left is in dismantling the First Amendment. The Association for Library Services to Children announced this week that it is changing the name of its prestigious Lara Ingalls Wilder Award because of offensive references to Native Americans in her work. The annual award will now be called the Children's Literature Legacy Award. The ALSC is a division of the American Library Association. Rewriting history was a tactic also used in Orwell's 1984. It may begin in small ways, but it soon spreads. America has always prided itself on freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, freedom to bear arms, freedom of conscience, and freedom of speech. That is quickly ebbing away. Sheslaw Milo, Nobel laureate, in his book, The Captive Mind, describes the liberal attitude of today. Its subject is the vulnerability of the 20th century mind to seduction by socio-political doctrines and its readiness to accept totalitarian terror for the sake of a hypothetical future. In 2014, the Houston mayor, Anise Parker, required ministers to submit their sermons to be expurgated or censored, particularly if they contained language critical of gay issues. The city of Houston has issued subpoenas demanding a group of pastors turn over any sermons dealing with homosexuality, gender identity, to Annis Parker, the city's first openly lesbian mayor, and those ministers who fail to comply could be held in contempt of court. Changing language is far more subtle than the request of Anise Parker as President Obama illustrated in his second inaugural address. First, President Obama quotes a familiar line from our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thomas Jefferson was clear enough, wasn't he? A self-evident truth is indisputable, obvious to all. It is inherent. Those self-evident truths are, God created all men equal. God endowed all men with certain unalienable rights, such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now notice how cunningly President Obama transformed the words of Thomas Jefferson, thus entirely changing their meaning. Today we continue a never-ending journey to bridge the meaning of those words with the realities of our time. Notice how President Obama takes the simple, straightforward words of Thomas Jefferson and twists them to bridge the meaning of those words with the realities of our time. He actually meant to alter the meaning of those words, to make them more in line with his attempt to transform America into a new world order. 
We cannot assume that the left uses the language of democracy in the same way conservatives use the language of democracy. Do not forget President Obama's stated purpose in his first inaugural address. We must begin again the work of remaking America. For history tells us that while these truths may be self-evident, they've never been self-executing. That while freedom is a gift from God, it must be secured by His people here on earth. The words are craftily placed. Rather than God creating us as equal and endowing us with unalienable rights, President Obama said, God may have created us equal, but he didn't do a very good job of it. Government must finish the job. In his sarcasm, President Obama said, For history tells us that while these truths may be self-evident, they have never been self-executing. He denies that the truth that God created us equal is self-evident. He said, they may be self-evident. The second statement denies the first. He entirely overlooks the fact that Jefferson is talking about self-reliance. When Mr. Obama said, they've never been self-executed, he isn't telling people to become self-reliant. In fact, he said in another speech, you can't do it alone. He is telling them to rely upon the government. He told college students that they shouldn't have to work to pay for their education. President Biden, taking that literally, willy-nilly forgave student loans amounting to hundreds of millions of dollars. Though the Supreme Court declared it unconstitutional, President Biden got the student vote, which is what he was really after. The left for years now have been successfully using taxpayer dollars to bribe for votes. Also, in the second inaugural address, President Obama said, This is our generation's task, to make these words, these rights, these values of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness real for every American. Being true to our founding documents does not require us to agree on every contour of life. It does not mean we all define liberty in exactly the same way or follow the same precise path to happiness. Progress does not compel us to settle centuries-long debates about the role of government for all time, but it does require us to act in our time. There is a colossal difference between what Thomas Jefferson said and what Barack Obama is saying. When Thomas Jefferson said, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, he meant that it was self-evident that God has already created us as equal. Barack Obama, however, is saying just the opposite. Notice the slick wording. That is our generation's task to make these words, these rights, these values of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness real for everyone. That is pure, unadulterated socialism and communism and Marxism. They are using oily language to transform America into a totalitarian state. Our universities no longer teach critical thinking. They teach the propaganda of the left. As with Big Brother, the propaganda of the socialist left is taught in the major newspapers and magazines, the major news networks, the major universities, the government-controlled school system from K through 12, the social media, the liberal-controlled Congress and White House, the politicizing of the Justice Department and FBI, the complicit major corporations of America. Now there is a move to censor conservatives, to control language, to criminalize the conservatives by calling them right-wing terrorists. Stanford University came out with a document called The Elimination of Harmful Language that condemns the word American. 
because it might offend others on the American continent. The document also condemns the word grandfather because it might offend the blacks. It condemns the words brave because it might offend Indians. We are promoting a kind of insanity in making paranoia appear not only acceptable, but desirable. Thomas Jefferson said that the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. We have not been vigilant. We may already have reached the point of critical mass in our budget, in our politicizing of the Justice Department FBI, in our national debt, in our balance of power, in our destruction of the Bill of Rights in the Constitution, in our move toward socialism, in our move to destroy our noble past, in our move to weaken the economy, destroy our energy independence, destroy our sovereignty, and destroy our pride in America, in the blatantly unconstitutional use of executive order, the ignoring the Constitution and Bill of Rights, the turning our backs on the obvious corruption in high places, the insane spending spree. One should not wait for the dam to burst before taking precautionary measures. Mr. Obama is denying that God created us equal. Therefore, it is the government's task to get it right. In the liberal paradigm, the government must create us as equal. He is denying God, and he is denying the great American tradition of self-reliance. Equal opportunity to the Democrats does not mean, and has never meant, equality. It means special privileges and special entitlements for special groups. It means using taxpayer money to bribe for votes and to keep the left in power. That is what hate crime laws are all about. That is what political correctness is all about. That is what quotas are all about. The Democratic Party exists on division. Without the incessant cry of racism, the Democratic Party would have nothing to offer. They must create hate in America. They must turn all people of color against whites or they will have no reason for being. Again, President Obama is transforming our government to accommodate socialism. He is claiming to use the language of our forefathers. Remember he said, Being true to our founding documents does not require us to agree on every contour of life. In his first inaugural address, President Obama said, We, the people, have remained faithful to the ideals of our forebears and true to our founding documents. Now, in his second inaugural address, he is saying, Being true to our founding documents does not require us to agree on every contour of life. In other words, being true to our founding documents does not require us to be true to our founding documents. Also, what do you think he meant when he said, It does not mean we all define liberty in exactly the same way. He is saying, Ignore the First Amendment. We need to define liberty another way, which includes big government and socialism. As he said in his first inaugural address, What the cynics fail to understand is that the ground has shifted beneath them, that the stale political arguments that have consumed us for so long no longer apply. What is the reference to stale political arguments that have consumed us for so long no longer apply? What else could it be but the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Supreme Court, the balance of power? He continues, The question we ask today is not whether our government is too big or too small, but whether it works, whether it helps families find jobs at a decent wage, care they can afford, a retirement that is dignified. Put government control before each phrase Mr. Obama used, and you will understand what he is really saying. Government control of wages, government control of health care, 
government-controlled retirement. Don't ask whether our government is too big or too small, he said. But he meant, ask if government is taking care of you. In other words, President Obama's idea of liberty is socialism, as validated by Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, and President Biden, and the entire Democratic Party, who vote one ticket. All Democrats vote the same. Congress is nothing more than a cheerleader for the liberal president. Join us tomorrow as we address the Second and Tenth Amendment. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.